Come on, Jeffrey, you can do it. Welcome to episode 8 of Feather and Mountain Podcast. It has been uh, more than a hot minute. We last recorded on June 7th, 2021, which was uh, two and a half months ago, when we surprised Verge with a live stream on YouTube and showed him the quote-unquote first 20 minutes of the Wheel of Time on Prime. Verge loved it. Best day of my life, hands down, for sure, yes. Thank you for that once again. Let's relive it. Uh, and then after that, you know, shit got busy. We have summers. We had to deal with some dog stuff. We both ended up getting new dogs because what else do you do in July when there's still a raging pandemic? You know, just happy things all around. Uh, we will be doing a full catch up on all the news that we've missed, but that is not what today is for. So Verge doesn't actually know, I think, what's going on today. Um... And I guess I'll just quickly introduce myself for new listeners. Uh, I'm Delusions of Grendel. I've been reading the series for 20 plus years. Um, you know, obsessed with uh, everything Wheel of Time, argue about it on the daily on Discord, blah, blah, blah. You know who I am. With me, as always, is my hashtag never reader, Virgil. Verge, how you doing? No, absolutely nothing yet again to what we're going into, going in blind. Hopefully I'm not barricaded or uh, bombarded by whatever you have planned today, but excited to be here. The only thing I will add is the only other piece is we got old. We got older. We did. It's just science. That's the only thing that changed, really. <laughs> uh, yes. Older, wiser, fatter, all the things. <laughs> so, we are here because last night... Well, I'm going to call it night for me because we're in the mountain um, daylight saving time zone. And twas before midnight our time when a chap... By the name of Anthony Covino, who somehow has 45,000 Twitter followers, started posting pictures of the Wheel of Time cast from we didn't know where. So these looked like official photos. The cast were all in costume and they just appeared. So it was a Twitter storm. I eventually went to bed after looking at some of these images. And of course, we're not doing leaked images on this show. It's only official um, things that have been released. I woke up this morning and Rob from the Weekly Wheel News, which is just another amazing content creator. He releases, um, it's spoilery, so you can't look at it, but he releases content um, weekly, does a newsletter. It's very funny, yada, yada. You probably need to read the books to get the humor. But I love it. So Rob from Weekly Wheel News had purchased a digital copy of Entertainment Weekly's September 1st issue, which is technically, I think, was supposed to be out for publication on Friday. But he got the official images. So we were good to go. And that's when I messaged Verge this morning. <laughs> and I said, we have got to record tonight. Are you free? Because you need to see these images and give us a little reaction. So... That's the context. That's where we're at. Of course, throughout the day, more information came out. Our showrunner, Rafe Judkins, posted some stuff. And then Entertainment Weekly themselves ended up posting the actual article. So that's what we're going to look through. So today's episode is going to be going through official casting pictures. And with costumes on, we're going to look at some um, actual footage from the uh, show of sets 
that have been released. So we're only going through stuff that's been released. And there's also some metadata that we can briefly examine that will just kind of tell us episode stuff. So we're going to go that through that. Mostly, this is about getting your reactions to this stuff because, of course, and, yours. and mine. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's been a busy day at work. So I've barely looked at these pictures. I'm kind of freaking out. I'm really excited to see them full blown. But ultimately, veteran readers, what they all mean, um, what the pictures are, you know, where, how they're making all of these changes to the book, that stuff is better dealt with by um, our wonderful content creators like The Dusty Wheel, um, Lauren from Unraveling the Patterns, probably going to put some out. I don't even have to list everyone. You know who you are. You're putting out the content. We are here, as always, for Virgil's reactions. So let's get into it. First, do you remember the characters' names? No. Mostly, yes, I think. I remember all how they're described better. Can I also say that it feels like September got here really, really, really quickly. I remember like talking about it and it felt like it was so far away and now it's here. And also you undersold your text this morning. I don't know if I had, I, I wanted to be here, but your text had about 875 exclamation marks in it this morning. So I, I, I also don't think I had a choice of being here. You were just going to show up no matter what. So this was happening. I think... I'd like to go in blind trying to guess some of the people again. Perfect. So we're going to go right to um, the EW article itself because, again, we're here for the official releases of everything. So the EW article, if you haven't seen it, where have you been? But also it's linked in the description so you can check that out. Okay. Welcome to the Wheel of Time. Take a magical first look at Amazon's new fantasy adaptation. First off, that's not the right image. Or she is aging very, very well, Michelle Pfeiffer, I do believe. This isn't another one of those, is it? This is the real thing? The real thing. Sorry, the dog is barking. Okay, so first thoughts. We're looking at the article, and obviously, Entertainment Weekly wants to start about a com- uh, start off with a comparison to Game of Thrones. So, um, initial reaction, just likening this to GOT... Any comments about, like, you can give this a read-through. I'll read it for the class. Uh, It's been two years since Game of Thrones went off the air, and even longer since Amazon chief Jeff Bezos directed his Prime video team to deliver him a hit akin to the HBO Supernova. Into this vacuum steps the Wheel of Time, a new drama coming November, adapted from the author Robert Jordan's best-selling series of the same name. Spanning a whopping 15 novels... 14 and a prequel. The Wheel of Time, which debuted in 1990, seemed impossible to adapt before shows like Thrones. But while George R. R. Martin's epic beat uh, Jordan's opus televisions, showrunner Rafe Judkins believes Watt serves as a perfect bridge between Thrones and the earlier mythic saga, The Lord of the Rings. Another literary world getting a show at Amazon. Okay, first paragraph, all I have is that Jeffrey Bezos song stuck in my head. <laughs> Alberta? <laughs> yeah, every Jeffrey, time. Jeffrey Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos. Wow. Right. So I've just blown up the first picture. So this is First Look Entertainment Weekly. It's our first look. It's um, the picture of all seven. So I'm going to go through the names again for Verge from left to right. And then we're just going to go through initial reactions, comments on their outfits, what you're taking from this, the vibe you're getting from everyone. Go ahead. Okay, so left, Nynaeve Elmira, played by Zoe Robbins. Matram Cawthon, played by Barney Harris. Alan Mandragoran, played by Daniel Henney. Your boo. Moraine Damodred, played by Rosamund Pike. 
Egwene Alvier, played by Madeline Madden, Perrin Abera, played by Marcus Rutherford, and Randall Thor, played by Yosha Stradowski. Comments, thoughts, impressions. My God, I'm dying. It looks like they dress for all seasons. Um, they all have, half have winter coats on and half aren't dressed that way. That's fine, though. But past that, it looks very Game of Thrones-esque. Like, it, it does. Like, it's medieval vibe with a samurai sword on one guy's back. And it's just hard to... It's really weird. There, there's only one weapon throughout the whole thing. But you can see where the other two would have areas that they'd hold them. Oh, never mind. There's the second one. Missed it. Randall's jacket there. Yes. He's what do you, got, what do he's you got a little damages? sword peeking out. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm blown away. Uh, this is... I wasn't expecting to get cast photos like this. I am delighted. I love, uh, so Rand is a farmer. I love that his cloak, or his coat, I guess we'll call it, is actual sheepskin. So that is a nice little attention to detail. Um, I love the girls' outfits and how they have maybe skirts divided for riding, maybe just pants. We don't know, but these girls are going to see some adventures, and they're going to be able to ride off on a gallop if needed. It's also really cool the girls aren't showing any skin. They're all dressed the exact same. There's no one different in here. Everyone's dressed similar all the way through. Which is pretty gosh darn rare if you think back to Game of Thrones. Maybe one of the characters showed a little bit of skin every now and then, right? So yeah, it, that, that's awesome. Yeah, and then of course we have Moraine, or Rosamund Pike, right dead center in blue. And we, I think we've talked before about how Moraine is of the blue Aja. So it's interesting. What I what I like about this is she's rocking her Aja colors. We'll touch on that more in a few of the other um, pictures that are coming up. Uh, Lan's outfit. So that's the one just to the left of our Moraine. What do you think of this? So he's he's given off some samurai vibes. We've got that with the sword in the back. Any comments on his outfit? How you think it might do in battle? If because we, we've seen the clip of him fighting. Comments thoughts. There's a lot going on. I mean, he's got kind of a Batman-y cloak while it looks like he's rocking a onesie with a set of leather boots and then the sword on the back through the leather piece and potentially a hairnet. So there's a lot. It's pretty hard to digest everything that this man is wearing right now. But still looks badass. Still terrifying. But yeah. Different enough, I think, from Aragorn. And certainly, like, nothing that we've seen in Game of Thrones, I would suggest. No, it's kind of like a mixture of everything put together. It's not something I would have... And just to be clear, like, uh, Randall is a farmer. As a born and raised farmer, I'm not going to say that's exact. <laughs> Although I wasn't raised during these times. But, yeah, that's a stylish-looking farmer right there. Yeah. He's, like, his cheekbones could cut me apart. Can, and I'm consenting. You can till the earth with those cheekbones, <laughs> like... Um, so one comment that, and we'll get to Rafe's questions that he answered on Twitter after, but one thing fans, veteran book readers, I'll say, noticed about this is that some of our boys have facial hair. So we've got, um, Barney Harris as Matt Cawthon rocking a little facial and, uh, Marcus Rutherford as Perrin Abera also sporting some facial hair, which and, is, and a goatee. yes, and a goatee. So um, that's, we'll, we'll get to Rafe's answer, but basically that's a change from the books. Would you be surprised if I told you that some people had an issue with that small of a change? No, no not, not in this circle at all. No, I feel like change is going to be 
it's going to be a little more startling for a lot of people. <laughs> I wouldn't have even had this conversation, so <laughs> that's great. All right. And so before we move on to the next picture, just overall impression, what does this give you? Like, what do you feel when you look at this? I'm just going to call it epic because I'm biased as hell. What do you feel when you look at this epic picture of the seven strutting? Now you can't tell I'm not going to lie. A little confused off the hop. I, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. Like uh, far right, you start from far right and you work your way in. On the far right, he looks like he could be training a dragon or also in a samurai fight. I, I don't see the farmer thing right off the hop. Mm -hmm. uh, the, to the left, um, very, very good. Spot on, I think, for this. Looks like he could throw a boulder like 600 yards. Right, and that's our blacksmith. Yeah. All the women actually feel like they're dressed the same age. Like, um, very, very similar, stylish. Could be going to a dance, could be raising hell. And then there's a samurai. And then I'm most by Matt or Barney, I guess. I, I'm most, he looks just scraggly is the best way to put that. Disheveled. The other ones are very put together and he looks like he has no purpose in life. Like he's going to read you a poem and then just go beg for money somewhere. So, Okay. So we've got Scraggle Matt who kind of stands out. Does it make you excited for the show? Does it make you want to know where they're going? Does it look posed to you? Like what's your, what vibe are these are these stoic, beautiful motherfuckers given off? Most stoic is on the left. Nynaeve. And Nynaeve, hands down, most stoic look. Uh, they, it looks like they're going to raise hell, but at the same time ask questions the whole way through. Maybe except for the samurai sword. Past, or there's the sword, I shouldn't say samurai sword, but the sword. It just looks like a samurai butt end there. It, it honestly, like I said, it looks like we could be going to a medieval fair, or we could be going to battle unprepared. I'm, I, I don't know where this is going right here. All right, you're armed, you're ready. Let's move on to the next picture. Okay, so the article continues. Wheel of Time is the first fantasy series that really dove into the political and cultural worlds of all these different characters. Rafe Judkins says of the insanely popular and lengthy books, it was also one of the first to dive into multiple POV characters, so you're following an ensemble, and with each of them having their own agendas and approaches to everything. That's always felt to me like the missing piece of the fantasy literature landscape that hasn't been brought to TV or film yet. The Wheel of Time also differ differentiates itself from those other big-name franchises in the way it highlights its female characters. While Middle-earth's most prominent heroine has to disguise herself as a man, I am no man! <laughs> and Westeros' few female conquerors are often facing threats of sexual violence. Sorry, Sansa. Uh, the world of Watt is essentially matriarchal. Disagree with that, but we've talked about that with. Uh, we, we did cover. We did. You know, we did discuss. We did discuss this. The largest kingdom in the novel's unnamed land is ruled by a queen who will pass her crown to her daughter rather than her son. An uneasy peace is maintained by the female-only mystic order known as the Aes Sedai. The most powerful Aes Sedai. Billy Zane. These are not just a bunch of princesses swanning around in pretty dresses, says series costume designer Isis Musenden. I am so sorry. I definitely mispronounced that. These are women doing jobs. They're taking care of the governance. They're taking care of healing. Q, taking care of business. The Wheel of Time's most prominent Aes Sedai is Moraine, Rosamund Pike, who rescues a handful of young villagers after monsters attack their community of two rivers. So you're getting a little bit of a sneak peek about what's happening. This is good, yeah, yeah. Though the group of new refugees 
oh, I guess they're refugees now, <laughs> doesn't trust her. Moraine is the guide figure in the world, explains Pike, the mysterious stranger who comes to town and changes their lives forever. They leave with her on a journey that will either save or destroy humanity. So dun, dun, dun. that's Wheel of Time, I guess, in like a clickbait way. Um, and now we move on to our next picture, which um, I, I, I love this. I don't even know really what it is, but the description says that it's Wheel of Time characters like Wayne Alvere and Randall Thor have known each other their whole lives in the village of Two Rivers, but now find themselves bound together on a globe-trotting quest. So we have this fantastic picture of Madeline Madden as Egwene Elvire and Yosha um, Stradowski as Randall Thor. And Rand is giving her some fabulous side eye and just checking her out, maybe. I don't know. What are your thoughts? You look at this picture, mountainscape in the background. Yeah, it's just a love. You can tell he's just infatuated with her. It's not like she just said something smart. That's like, I love you eyes written all over it. I also have no idea what he's wearing on his feet. I'm really trying to figure that one out off the hop. Are they rainproof? What exactly is the meaning of these? But uh, yeah, I mean, beautiful landscape, obviously mountainous. Um, once again, I love that she's perched higher, showcasing, and the way that he's looking at her, it's, you know, a lot of times the other way around. But no, this is definitely, she's in control of whatever situation is happening or about to happen in this photo. Yeah, and what do you think of her expression in this? Like, what do you take away? Like, where is she looking? What's she thinking about? What's going on in that beautiful mind? Good question. Processing. And not giving away any inclination as to which way she's leaning. Whatever this decision that she's about to make or the comment that she's about to make, poor Randall has absolutely no idea what direction it's going, judging by that face that she makes. He's really hoping it's a positive direction <laughs> by the looks of this. Okay. So that's our second picture that we've gotten. And again, these guys in costume. I kind of like that the costume itself is, I mean, it almost looks like she's wearing leggings, just having a great little ca business casual day. On the set of Die Hard, fresh from Lululemon. Like, or not Die Hard, Braveheart, Die Hard. She's watching too much Brooklyn Nine-Nine lately. Okay, now this next picture uh, drives me wild. I love it so much. Uh, Loghain who's played by Alvaro Morte, is a man capable of using magic and that and thinks that makes him a king. The Aes Sedai, a female-only mystic order, disagree. So that's the description that we're given. And remember, of course, that men who can use the magic or channel go mad. Yes. Yes. So look at this picture. Holy shit. That's really intense photo. Like the cage that he's in, just the way that the metalworking is, it really reminds me of um, Middle Earth, the, the biggest bad guy in. Sauron? Sauron, yeah, his bucket, his helmet. That's yeah. kind of what this reminds <laughs> right. me of, yeah. The way that the metal, and it's just like it's showcasing power, yet showcasing dominance at the same time. And he's got that old style cloak on, which, you know, no one wears that that doesn't have mental capacity, because otherwise you couldn't facilitate any job in the real world if you have that much clothing on, right? And then her behind is just in complete control. He looks mad. Which, um, the one, like... In the green. Yeah. Okay, so the one directly to the left of him, that is um, Alana Mosfani, who is an Aes Sedai of the Green Aja. I'm not going to go too much into what that means because mm -hmm. the show is going to spell it out for you. Uh, played by Priyanka Bose. 
And this is Kareen Nagashi. Mm -hmm. And I'm so sorry. I can't remember. I can't remember um, the actress's name at the moment. I'll fill it in later. But she's also of the green Aja. And behind here, we have um, two women dressed in red. Mm -hmm. So if you had to speculate, what Aja would you say they are from? I guess the, I guess the rouge one. Yes, the red one. <laughs> also, um, all four women are of different ethnicity in the yes. photo, which is fantastic. But So if you look at the one from the green, she feels like she's in control. I would say to the right, not so much. Two at the back more like your pawns if you will or maybe just infantry he looks like he's just planning and just waiting there's a uh, terrifying great job yeah his his eyes convey so much and uh mk reminded me of course that uh claire perkins is playing kareen nagashi is that is that writing on the cage or is that just design i i mean uh, it's no writing that i recognize so it looks like design, but it could be something else. We just don't know at this point. And I like I love this wagon that they're in that's clearly being towed. It kind of looks like it's a boat kind of like point it, it at the structure. Yeah, and like the two what do we want to call them? Like the two eyes that I, Alana and um, Kareen, are sitting in like these thrones. Oh yeah. Total total dominance, total power over top of it. Like full assertion. Doesn't even look like that's tall enough for him to stand up in either. You know, he thinks he's a king, and that's kind of what the description gave us. But we, we've commented a little bit on his outfit, and I'm not going to stop because the costume designer here and the costume de design in general is so integral to these characters. And I love looking at his cuffs. Just, like, that screams to me, like, royalty. Yeah, he's a big swinging. That's, at least he thinks that, right? Even the way he sits, cross-legged, forward-facing like that. Yeah, everything screams that he thinks that he's upper class. The most upper class. Yeah, beautiful. So one one thing that um, Shant said that I think we need to bring attention to is that looking at this photo, Loghain clearly does not need Rogaine. No, that's a good crop right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a fresh one right there. Okay, so scrolling down, continuing the article. Um, as a member of the Aes Sedai, Maureen is a master at channeling a magical force called the One Power, which we've dipped into in that, our episode with Unraveling the Pattern. Lauren, from that, kind of touching on what it all means. Lifetimes earlier, both men and women were able to access the magic, but an evil known as the Dark One tainted the male half. And then Dick Mountain, we've Taint. been there. Taint. Yeah. Now, any man uh, capable of mysticism is hunted by the Aes Sedai and stripped of his abilities, a process that can turn fatal. Exemplifying this fate is Loghain, a man capable of channeling the One Power who attempts to assert himself as the reincarnation of the Dragon, a long-lost messiah. And of course, you know all about the Dragon from the amazing episode of Winter Dragon that we watched. Mm -hmm. In the photos above, you can get a glimpse of what the Aes Sedai do to him as a result. It always comes down to the word messiah, doesn't it? Right? It's always just someone that's, I'm the messiah. The prophecy. The prophecy, yeah. <laughs> Uh, just as men are often trying to shut down female power in our world, the Aes Sedai are trying to stop this man from becoming too powerful, Judkin says. If, hypothetically, one of our male characters were able to use the one power, they understand the stakes of it from what they see of Loghain. So it sounds like to me, well, actually, why don't you tell me what Rafe is telling the audience in that you're sentence? showcasing that if you try to use the one power, this is what you're going to be. Yeah. yeah. So warning to the viewer, warning potentially to the three boys who are leaving 
they're dragging the body through the streets kind of mentality. It's still alive, but it's kind of, this is where you'll be. This is your future. Uh, that scenario might be a bit more than a hypothetical. If Watt sticks to the plot of Jordan's book, Moraine encourages her new female travel companions, Egwene and Nynaeve, to embrace their mystic potential. So we didn't know that before. No. No. But she also suspects that one of their male cohorts may unknowingly possess, quote-unquote, the spark, and be linked to the long-lost messiah known as the dragon. She's just not sure if it's Rand, Matt, or Perrin. So we also didn't know this before. I, 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 I want to guess so bad, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not making any guesses yet. Okay. Okay. And then we get another picture here. So... Lan protects Moraine from the darkness of Shadar Logoth in Amazon's The Wheel of Time series. And I'm going to blow this one up because Shadar Logoth is certainly one of my favorite moments of the book. It, it carries an element of horror to it that I'm hoping the show translates. But thoughts? It's, it translates horror pretty good, judging by this. Thoughts? It's, it's Wow, it's powerful. I mean, he's showcased as definitely a, a hero here and a, a someone of strength. He doesn't look like he has a lick on him. But you don't, I don't understand exactly what obviously, I don't know what happened here, but no lights, no nothing, just coming out of a dark, mystical hole, basically. And we've got, it, it's Lan carrying Moraine. Um, so my question is, you know, like, why is he carrying her? Where are they going? There, it looks like there's two horses that are tied up to the side there. But where are they coming from? Where are they going? And why does Moraine need to be carried? Any thoughts? I'd say she definitely overexerted herself, whether that's using a power or a force or anything along those lines. I do believe that's probably what this is because they obviously rode there together or they were there together because, yeah, your horses just aren't hitched outside conveniently if you're being held captive. <laughs> they usually take them somewhere else. I'm assuming I haven't had my horse stolen in some time now. Um, but also it looks like it's coming from an older place, judging by the statues too. It obviously place of power that once was or a place of power that is that's dark one of those two things the article continues um, while shooting in eastern europe over the past two years pausing for a significant hiatus due to covid19 judkins and his team felt the pressure to get jordan's story quote-unquote right and spared no expense crafting a world they hope is embraced by the millions of rabid Watt fans. No, rabid is a good word. Yes. And so Rafe goes on to say, we literally built Shadar Logoth from scratch just for 15 minutes of airtime because it's that important to the series, Judkin says, of the infamous abandoned city, which is haunted by such dark energy that even the monstrous Trollocs hunting our protagonists fear to tread there. That's where it becomes very clear it's not just the forces of good and evil. There are lots of different angles. Judkins hopes to explore all those angles as his drama expands beyond Jordan's first Watt book. It helps that Amazon has already commissioned a second season and that an unrelated Watt prequel movie in the works is sure to boost name recognition. But Judkins knows he must bring in more than the existing diehard fan base for any chance of his series lasting long enough to cover Jordan's epilogue. To accomplish that goal, he's relying on the author's celebrated world building. I tried to stick to the spine and the heart of the books and bring that to the screen. Judkins says of his philosophy as showrunner, if I can successfully do that, the story and the characters will sell themselves. So that's the article. We've looked at the pictures that are released. Any final takeaway thoughts from this? Like, what does this leave you thinking the show is going to be? What kind of excitement does it build for you, knowing things that we didn't know before reading this article, even though we've 
because I don't know what they're, I don't know how they're going to be marketing this to never readers. And, you know, they've given us a little bit of, a lot of information here. They've told us that Egwene and Nynaeve might be able to channel. They've told us, more importantly, that one of the three boys, Matt, Parent, or Rand, also might be able to channel. So where does that, where does that leave you with your excitement? With my excitement, the biggest takeaway for the first question that I have from all this is that just when you think someone is the most powerful, the most scary, there's someone else. So, like, they left that piece saying that they were being chased by these people, but those that that group is scared of this area or something like that. So just when you think you have the baddest person in the room, that bad person is scared of someone else. Like the food chain is a complete circle. It's a wreath. Like it's not a hierarchy of up and down. And I think this has given me a ton of information to kind of digest. I assumed one of the three main characters would probably have the spark just because that makes a lot of sense. It'd be really weird to introduce someone like <laughs> random, like 15 books in. Or something like that. So it makes sense. I'm not making my prediction known. Although I do have one for sure. Um, Are you sure you don't want to toss I'm out your positive okay. I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to put it out yet. Okay. I, want to, I want like just the tiniest bit of more information. But I, I it's just amazing. Like it, honestly, I mean, if this show obviously is going to come to fruition. It's going to look like this. Like they've really captured darkness. Which I think is what starts to really sell these kinds of series now it's not it's where you can put fiction and it builds in your mind that it becomes more of a reality of fear and i think that that's really what they have in certain pieces here you think of you know a lot of far-fetched things like i don't want to say star trek but things like that certain people have a hard time grasping it whereas everyone has an easy time grasping fear or love or any of those types of things that's that can be pulled in easily so I think that they got it. You look at the love photo, you look at the scary photo, and then you look at the overall camaraderie of the top photo, right? They're kind of bringing in encompassing of what all humans look for and understand for the most part. But yeah. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't thought about that, like touching in on some of the deeper, baser emotions Human of human. Emotion. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that's the article. It's really amazing. Obviously, I'm going to buy like the hard copy of this, but like really great that I think Amazon dropped it today. I'm wondering if they dropped it early because or Entertainment Weekly dropped it early because of Anthony Corvino and his late night sleuthing. But I don't know. That's just wild speculation on my part. I've stayed off the internet most of today, both because of work and because I wanted to to just be ready for this. So I don't actually know all of the theories that are going around with why this was released. Maybe it was always intended not to, although we did see um, publication indicating that it was not going to be coming out until August 20th. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong about any of that or if there's more information that I'm missing here. So Rafe tweeted this out today. So he tweeted out, first look at the Wheel of Time is here. So we tweeted out the EW article. And then an hour later said, if anyone posts questions for me in the comment section of the EW article in the next one hour, I'll answer five randomly selected ones at midnight prog time before I hit the sack. And then Rafe went on to answer questions on Twitter. And so uh, one of these questions, and we can go through them. I don't know if these answers are going to mean a lot to you, mm. but there's five. They're pretty quick. The um, yes. <laughs> so uh, one of our first questions is from a good friend of the show, MK Genist, um, who asks, Rafe, whose idea was it to have Matt have a beard? That's awesome. And Rafe responded, because uh, if you don't know MK, the only thing you really need to know is that she loves Matt. 
Uh, so Rafe responded to MK saying, we aged up the Emmons Field 5 from the books because sometimes TV shows with a bunch of 17-year-olds as leads feels more like young adult and Wheel of Time isn't young adult. Thank you for telling me what YA is. I had no clue what that is. As someone that just shaved their beard, you do look a lot younger without it. <laughs> so, yeah. Good question. Yeah. Although you're rocking the dirty stash, I which do. ages you up in a different <laughs> way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The next question uh, from Vinny Moriera says, Oh my God, everything looks perfect. How are you feeling, Rafe Judkins? Feels good to see the fandom freaking out on a Wednesday. And Rafe responds by saying, It's so nice. I'm glad people are liking what's out there. The more Twitter time can get people excited and engaging with these things, the better it is for the show and the more people will get welcomed to this weird world. Interesting choice of word. (laughs) Not really like a substantive answer, but a cute one. Yeah weird world hey this question will the world of dreams be in the show and rave's answer is how could you do the show without it we have not touched on the world of dreams we will not touch on the world of dreams i'm gonna let the show introduce that to you um unless the show does it wrong then you'll probably tell me what it is (laughs) if the show does it wrong you'll read this book um this is this is one of my favorite questions um I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce this uh, last name. So Domi asks, Rafe Judkins, who is always late to set? And the response is, "Uh uh-oh, wish I hadn't randomly selected this one. Let me see. Maybe I'll just keep typing until I run out of characters, and then it'll be just like, whoops, I couldn't really answer your question. Of course, I wish I could, but it's just so tough with the character limit on Twitter. So there is someone. There is someone. Um, I mean, I know we've only looked at the cast photo and stuff, but do you want to speculate who do you think of these seven is the one who's always late to set? I would say Rand. He's probably the next prettiest. <laughs> so <laughs> those cheekbones take a lot of uh, makeup, maybe. I don't know. I have I have thoughts that it might be Bernie just because of his chaotic energy. Mm. He came last summer, um, joined the social media world for a hot second started a, a soundcloud started oh, spamming at like okay. three in the morning that would make sense then, yeah. <laughs> and then he just vanished Could be one Rose, day she's busy. <laughs> he started an instagram live one time and then like one of our um content creators uh malkier rob mm-hmm. so who uh helped facilitate the great winter dragon mm-hmm. <laughs> yes he actually ended up jumping on that um insta live stream with barney harris and talked to him <laughs> For a small period of time. Well then, yeah, I would have chose him if I'd known that. But <laughs> Roseman Pike also busy, busy, busy schedule. You don't yeah. know, you don't know. And she's got the wig. So yeah. cu- couple of options as to who maybe I don't want to call them a diva, but just like who might be late to set because of distraction or chaos. Um, and then our final question is, uh, Rafe Judkins, can we expect to see any of the Forsaken in season one? And Rafe says it depends on how much you know about the forsaken and verge what do you know about the forsaken nothing do i know anything i don't even think i do know anything i'm gonna guess that those are gonna be just little uh, pieces here and there that you'll see in the background there's like someone that knows the series so well like yourself you're gonna pick up on that and then i'm gonna watch this series four times and i'm still not gonna pick up on it but i think that they'll be what are those uh, what are those called little pieces the key not keys but uh 
Not trinkets. You know what I'm talking yeah. about, though. Someone help. Easter eggs. Easter eggs. Thank you, Brother Zachariah. Yes. That Rafe is going to sprinkle some Easter eggs throughout. I definitely agree with that. And yeah, I do find it curious how we phrased it as like, it depends on how much you know about the Forsaken. Like, what a cryptic I said I answer this man has given us. Huge foreshadowing. Huge foreshadowing that I will not be able to see. <laughs> so. And then the only other kind of big thing I wanted to go over just for today's episode, like I said, we'll be going back and we'll be looking, we'll be touching on everything that we haven't talked about. We haven't talked about the fact that there's going to be a trailer before the end of summer. We haven't talked about the end of summer? September 21st. Ugh. The equinox. That's um, we haven't talked th- about the show dropping in November, although, you know, sent you like the poster and everything. So there's a few things that have happened over the summer. It hasn't been too busy, um, but we will get to that in our next episode, just kind of doing a catch up and updates. But for now, the only other thing I want to touch on about like the urgent and pressing news that's come out from today is uh, the metadata from the pictures. All right, metadata. So this is for the first picture of all seven. And the description is Wheel of Time, Season 1, underscore 106, DO4, 628. Looks like EXT Meadow slash Waygate. Moraine arrives at the Waygate, met by Loyal and all the other. Who is the dragon? And that's all we got. So this is what we're working with with metadata. (laughs) Is that Season 1, Episode 6? I don't know. I don't know. Well, the good thing is I didn't know what metadata was before right? you started this, so I'm still not any, yeah, I don't feel any less, but it would make sense it was season. It's just weird that it doesn't have an E for episode. I think the 106, I'm, I'm guessing that means. Episode 106? Yeah, definitely that. <laughs> Instead of season one, episode six. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just find it interesting, because like, these are obviously, you know, like how images are saved, and just the question of who is the dragon <laughs> to yeah. put that in the metadata cracks me up. I don't know. File info for a Gwen and Rand photo. So we open this up uh, d- and I'm just reading the descriptions here, which is, it looks like season one, episode one, external mountain Ridge, a joins Rand. He knows what she's going to do. Oh, so so was, many uh, the, ellipses. The exact opposite of what I said that he didn't know what she's going to do. <laughs> oh, I kind of get that now. Yeah. I see that a little bit. He's excited for what she's about to accomplish. Uh, the metadata for Loghain in the cage. It looks like season one, episode three. Um, there's Ep. There's Ep. Yeah. Episode 103. There we go. You're right. External, uh, Caroline Plains. Egwene and Perrin see wagon tracks heading east. Friend or foe. So that's not what that picture it's the, is. It's the wrong one, <laughs> I think. <laughs> So maybe, um, so what, like, I mean, it's pretty easy to speculate here. It could be that they thought that they were actually going to be using a different photo for Entertainment Weekly and they ended up with this one or they just saved it wrong. I don't know. But clearly we're not, we didn't get this photo that they're talking about and now I want it. Save as, save as is key. (laughs) And yeah, that's, that's, that's what we got for the metadata. So final thoughts, reflections, excitement level, how... Where are you where are you sitting at hype wise? First thought, why is it that in all of these shows everything is wet? Nothing's ever dry in any show I've ever seen like this. Like the ground has always looked like it has just been rained on. Every it, it's I don't want to use the word moist, but I will use the word it always is it's always wet. 
which is fantastic because we've been needing rain for a while up here a lot of fires my final thoughts are it, it looks fantastic i would watch this show just by these photos especially the third one the cryptic that that emotion of fear for me that sucks me into things right that that unknowing and kind of mentality that's right there i, I think that this is great uh, as a never reader yeah these are things that really really speak to me um make me want to uh, kind of dive into it my bigger question is what what do you think are you happy with it is this what you actually envisioned 20 years ago is this what do you think honestly this is so far beyond what i thought we were getting this early like I, I had kind of resigned myself to not getting anything on a Wednesday for like what Wednesday had kind of gone out the window. I really thought the next thing we were going to be getting was the trailer. I had no idea that we were going to be getting like a full entertainment weekly spread like with our seven as like the centerfold. I think that's just incredible. And um, apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, but Katie Sadai uh, who's predominantly on Instagram, was saying that the more um, engagement the Entertainment Weekly article gets, the more shares, comments on Facebook, on Instagram, um, Twitter, uh, the more Amazon might invest in that kind of spending. Mm. And so yeah. I think that's really cool to kind of bring it to the world more. Um, how do you feel about the way that the article kind of broke down the magic system for you. I think it's probably a little bit easier to understand than my references to like Vagina Island, Dick Mountain, Lose Clues. Um, I'd say, yeah, it's less animated. <laughs> so, you know, there's no bias in it, which is kind of nice if you take it, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's dumbed down. It's un easy to understand. And then it also just has so enough in there that it makes you not understand if that makes sense. Like they're putting a lot of monsters in there. They're putting like using the word monster. I feel like this show isn't something that would actually say monster that often, but it's just easier for me to relate to something like the word monster, right? Cause I don't, it's unknown. So that makes it a monster to me. So I think to the general pop, this was a really good release. Like I, 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 my first ever release ever. So I'm not exactly <laughs> a pro, but I think that it's easy to understand and easy to see where it's going still wet everything's still wet still everywhere wet. <laughs> i'm wet the grass is wet yeah. we're, we're ready <laughs> sploosh yeah so i think we'll we'll wrap it up there i will of course um just because of the release virgil's quirgils feel free to keep it to one expand to three anything that this article kind of leaves you with um or anything that you're kind of querying now in your mind how if, th if they're only starting with this few characters how many more main characters are they going to introduce is probably the biggest piece. There's too many books. There's too many pages to just rock this few characters, obviously. So it's going to be really, my, one of my biggest questions is just off the first one alone. It's how long do we actually get to focus on these? Or is this Sean Bean all over and he's going to die in the first episode? And I'm going to be like, what the hell, right? This is the only guy I know. I swear to God, if Roseman Pike dies in the first, like, three episodes, I will go nuts. That will not be good. Um, so that's the first question. Uh, the second question is, it didn't answer anything about time for me. It stays in one time the whole way through. I was kind of thinking that it would maybe jump around a little bit, so I was paying attention to clothing or anything on those lines. But it really, it's the same time the whole way through, and that, that interests me. But I think that that's something that... It's easier to hook the general pop in with something like this than to over confuse and you know going through like you know like Tenant or any of those movies that have gone come oh, out like now Witcher, Witcher yeah. yeah where it bounces around too much but just using this 
And then I guess my third one would be the love interest between the six that you have there. I can't predict them. Obviously, one was given away. like, <laughs> But I don't think that the last one is a real love prediction. I don't think. But I, yeah, it'll be... Uh, so it's the amount of people that are coming in. They showcase a limited amount. I think that they just did it really good. Yeah. yeah. Those are my main questions. Perfect. So I'm going to answer exactly none of them. Um, but I'm glad you're glad you're querying and, and thinking about it. I'm glad it's got you excited. Yeah, I don't think that we really could have asked for anything more from these. We got cast, we got horses, we got sets, we got costumes, and we got uh, Loghain, no need for Rogain, pensively sitting in a cage. So, I think my prediction is going to be that the uh, trailer is going to be super dark and more of the, if you will, action or stuff like that. They don't want to put any of that into pictures, right? I think that is a little bit much. So I, I think that's my prediction. It's going to be super, super dark and a lot more of the intensity of the show. I'm going to ask this knowing that like my, my hope is to get this episode out right away. Any thoughts because we've now got the entertainment weekly spread uh, when we might get this trailer? Because all Rave told us, and I like I said, we'll touch on this later, but all Rave told us is that we are getting it before the end of summer. No timeline. And he told us that in July. So... Spreads coming out. Thoughts on when trailer might drop? If you have to pick a date, they're not gonna. They haven't picked it yet. They're gonna watch the clicks and shares, and once they'll start dying down, they'll pump it out. If the clicks and shares keep going, they'll probably just let that candle go as long as it can until it burns out, right? So I would assume that's dependent on that. My guess is the last week, last Wednesday of the summer. I bet that they wait till the very end, going the whole way through. We will see. What's yours? Oh fuck, I don't know. Um, originally, I think I. I'm 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 concerned it might be this Friday, which would be horrible timing because <laughs> because I'm going you know away for your fabulous fiance's bachelorette and just take a little time. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, go. we're not celebrating yeah. right now. I I have to attend to this. Um, so I'm concerned it might come out this weekend just because of the drop. Uh, I'm really hoping it doesn't, and you know my vacation schedule takes priority. How hard yes. is that? delusions sean and i'll take care of it him and i are going to be together this weekend he'll come on down perfect we'll have two never readers tackle the trailer (laughs) so stay tuned for that folks if it drops all right um i'm gonna wrap up this episode here thanks for listening everyone you can find feather and mountain podcast on all major platforms please feel free to rate us and share us widely um you can reach us on discord we're found uh in the wheel read server in a little nook down at the bottom uh you can find us on twitter feather and mountain pod uh, you can contact us on Instagram. I think it's also the same, Feather and Mountain Pod. I don't know. Links are in the description, guys. Look it up. Email us at featherandmountainpodcast.gmail.com and send your hate mail to notquiteamatriarch at smashthepatriarchy.com. Thanks, guys. Take care. Yeah, bye-bye now.